Hey, lie detectors. I'm Jamie. And I'm Melissa. And this is Lipstick and Lies. Melissa, it's so good to see you again. What's going on? What's new? Well, I have an offer on a house. Hey, wait. What? <laughs> how, well, are you moving? No. Because I love not, your house. Okay. I'm not moving. As you may know and others might not know is that we bought this house, this A-frame, 1975 A-frame. Gorgeous. Love it. We remodeled it over three years. We bought it during COVID. And this became my husband and my passion project and almost the demise of our marriage. But <laughs> that's what happens, dude. We survive. Break up marriages. So that means you're probably <laughs> going to survive forever if you survived. Uh, well, I want to live vicariously through you. And I can just ask one favor if you're ever stuck on, you know, this or that countertops or this or that, you know, um, hardware for the cabinets, please let me be a part of it. I, I would love. Oh, yeah. This is, I'm good because I have no plans, at least right now to buy another property, but I would love, love, love to buy a little vacation house somewhere on a lake. Steve and I talk about it all the time and I hope that it needs some work so we can put our touch on it. So I'm mm-hmm. going to live uh, vicariously through you. So if you need any help making yes. decisions, call your girl and I would love to be a part of it. And so our plan for this house, so you know, is that uh, my daughter would move into it with some roommates to make the mortgage payment. Okay. That's smart. Yeah. That is really, really smart. Heck yeah. Because you're saying she wants to fly the coop. And so this will give her a place to stay. Yet yeah. she's still sort of close, but then she's going, she and her roommates will help pay the mortgage. So it's a great investment. Oh my gosh. That's a, yeah. that's, that's really smart. Well, I hope to hear soon about you buying your beach home, your oh, <laughs> your God. waterfront property. Uh, yes, that is the goal. I mean, honestly, it could be a lake or a beach. Uh, some I go back and forth, but like ideally it would be maybe a lake so we could get a boat and go out and do like water sports. And I don't know, the lake just gives me less anxiety because to be honest with you, I love the beach, but I don't go in the water anymore. I'm too much of a stress case. And I think this shark's going to kill me, which I used to swim all the way out as a teenager and have no fear. And like the lifeguard would have to call me and my best friend back in. We're like, what? What do we do? And he's like, dude, like you need to come in. It's not safe. But now I just have all these like irrational fears that a shark's going to get me. And then now like I'm going to have, you know, Stevie, she's nine years old. I don't even want her to go in. I just I will stress the whole time if she's in the ocean water trying to play. Whereas like in a lake, it's still water. And so it just eases my mind. So I don't have to have seaweed. There's seaweed. Ah. There is gross, weird seaweed that if your toes touch it, it's and it's all like dark water. Ew, fish. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, fine. We'll just get a fucking pool. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So um and I don't know if you can notice, but it's really driving me crazy. I have a dry spot right here on my skin that is absolutely driving me bonkers. I'm going through the um, ugly skin phase right now because I just got on tretinoin. What's that? Tretinoin, it's like the highest form of like, it's like a retinoid. So you get it. It's There's retinol, OL, mm-hmm. ends in an OL. And then there's retinol, AL, that ends in an AL. You can buy those over the counter and those are really good for like anti-aging collagen production. Tretinoin is like the goat. It's like the highest form, the most potent retinoid. And you can only get it uh, by prescription here in the U.S. So I got it for the first time. I've been on retinol for years. 
I just, uh, you know, various retinols that I buy over the counter. Anyway, tretinoin, like almost everybody has a reaction to it. Like it makes your skin kind of peel and dry. You get red patches and I've gotten all of that. And I'm not even doing it every night. I'm trying to like slowly introduce it. So anyway, long, boring story short. It's like I get these random dry patches and I have one right here. Hopefully you can't see it on the camera, but if you can, fuck it. But it really does a lot. Okay, good. It does a lot of good stuff for your skin. So I'm super excited to have gotten it and to just kind of see where my skin's at in a few months because I'm currently obsessed with all things skincare. So tretinoin's like my latest adventure. It's making me a little dry. But anyway, in case you were wondering, or maybe it's just my little... I haven't... I can't see it. I can't see it. Good. I covered it up with makeup and lotion, so... But today I'm, you know, I'm in the dark here. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I like, realize like my over it's like bad lighting, but <laughs> yeah, but you still look really good. And it's actually oh. like really spooky, which is, is very it? moody. Yeah, mm. it's very fitting for this podcast. Okay. Although I would say that today's story is a little on the lighter side. Like I just spoiler alert, nobody got killed, but it is a lady liar. So let's dive in. Right. I am calling this episode Rachel Levis pageant girl finishes last. And yes, we are diving into Scandaval. All right. So listen, everybody else is talking about it. We've got to talk about it. So, Melissa, you're going to have to forgive me, but I'm going to sing a little ditty for you. And I can't sing, but I just I want to sing a little ditty for you and see if you recognize it. Okay? Okay, I'm ready. So if I were to sing to you. You know that it's our time. These are the best days of our lives. (laughs) Vanderpump rules. (laughs) And I only know the theme song because of Scandal. (laughs) Okay, so that was going to be my next question. Is that what is your experience with VPR? How did you how did you get into it? Okay, Scandal is the only reason why I've watched Vanderpump Rules. I never watched a single episode. Wow. Yeah. So you're one of those. I think there's like so many people like you that's like they're making all this money now because people are hopping on just because of Scandal. Absolutely. I had no idea about the show, but then what happened is... I started to see all these TikToks about Scandaval. I, I watched Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Yes. She's talking about someone named Lala, someone named Raquel, but her real name is Rachel. And <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm like, who are these folks? And <laughs> I am so out of the loop. So my curiosity got me into it. And I decided to watch the latest series. I didn't go back. I haven't gone back to former episodes other than this season. Oh, good. So then I can educate you a bit on some Um, VPR history. And I am so glad that you are at least up to date on Scandaval. Now, for those who've been living under a rock or those who don't give a shit about reality TV and you're not on TikTok and you have no clue what we're talking about right now, don't worry. Like, I will walk you through what Vanderpump Rules is, what Scandaval is, like all of it. Okay. But I, I assume that a lot of people listening to this right now are already know what it, at the very least, already know what Vanderpump Rules is, if not also Scandaval. But if you don't, don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it. And this story definitely involves a lady liar, which is why we're covering it. And I really want to, I, and I, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to get your opinion because I have probably some like unpopular opinions on this. Okay. Um, 
unpopular-ish. So let's dive in and I want to see where you stand with things. So you told me how you got into VPR. Now that's because you saw Scandaval on TikTok and Juicy Scoop was talking about Wait, it. Wait, there's an acronym for Vanderpump Rules? Yes, VPR. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> see, you really are a newbie. Okay. I love this. All okay. right, VPR. Okay. <laughs> I love when we do an episode where like, we're not on the same plane. Like, you know a little bit about it, but you don't know it ever, everything, right? No, I will okay. say I watched the, I watched the, I think it's called episode 10 titled Scandaval. Okay, good. Yesterday. So you're up to date. I watched that yesterday and then I clicked on to see if I could watch a reunion. No reunion yet. Okay. Tomorrow. So that's what's yeah. shitty is like we're recording and the reunion's going to air tomorrow. So we're not going to capture, but we've seen some clips of it. So I can talk okay. a little bit about okay. the reunion. Okay. And you and I can go to social media and talk about it too. Right. Cause we're all going to be watching this reunion. It's literally like reality TV lovers, Super Bowl. I mean, it's a three parter, which I think is wow. unheard of with VPR. Like the housewives, I've seen three parters, maybe even a four parter reunion because that's a really big show. Yeah. But because of Scandaval, this is a three part reunion. So there's going to be a lot that goes down. And that is airing as of the date. We're recording this on May 23rd. It, it's set to air tomorrow, the 24th. So we will talk about that. More to come. Now, my journey with VPR is that I begrudgingly got into it. I wasn't interested for years and years and years. I was like, eh, I just nothing drew me in. I'm like, I can't really relate to these kids. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, I couldn't really relate to Jersey Shore. And that shit was like TV gold. Yeah, okay? because these are college age Twenty, yeah, they're like twenty somethings living in there West are Hollywood. children's ages. Yes, exactly. You feel very old. That, that's right, though. Yeah, because I have a twenty five year old, yeah. and an almost twenty one year old, as well as a nine year old. But like, yeah, I have two adult children, so it's like I was like, uh, and my best friend Jesse, bless her heart. I mean, and thank goodness she told me to get into this because I'm so glad to be all up to date on this when Scandaval broke. Because but, you're a cool mom, not like those other moms. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> recognizing. Because <laughs> I self-described, but, but I'm so glad that you corroborate me being a cool mom because I force my kids. I tell them every single day, but I'm a cool mom. And they're like, mom, please stop, stop. Mm. Um, but I am a cool mom. But anyway, uh, yeah. So my best friend, Jesse was like, you have got to watch VPR. Why are you sleeping on this show? Because she and I, like, we, we've watched Housewives for years, Shaws of Sunset, you know, you name There's so many reality shows that we, like, text each other about. We send each other TikToks and all this stuff. And for years, like, she was just like, dude, get on VPR so we could talk about it. And I was like, oh, I don't really want it or whatever. Well, one day I just was like, okay, fine. You've convinced me to get on board. And I started from the beginning. This is probably two or three years ago. I went on my VPR journey and I started from the beginning and now I'm current as of the current. I watched that recent episode on the most recent episode, season 10, Scandaval. And so that is how I got on the VPR train. And even when I started watching it, I was kind of like in and out and I wasn't like a VPR stan. It wasn't like my top reality show, but it's good. It's definitely good TV. Okay. Now, of course, with Scandaval, it's gotten even better. It sucks to say that because somebody was hurt in this, 
people were hurt in this, but you know, it's just makes for really good TV when something like this happens. But so this fits right in with our format, Lady Liars, because Raquel Levis, Rachel Raquel Levis, this is the main character that we're going to talk about today. It's a woman and she'd been, turns out she's been lying for months. And so we're going to get into that. VPR, the setting of the show Vanderpump Rules, it's set in West Hollywood out here in Los Angeles. Now, WeHo, as it's known, is known for like the Sunset Strip. It has the Viper Room, which is where River Phoenix died back in the day. Remember, right. overdose, right? Uh, the iconic actor, and then you have like the Whiskey a Go Go is on the Sunset Strip, and WeHo also has a very large LGBTQ plus community. That's really what it's known for. So they have like the Gay Pride Parade every year. Oh, and the Abbey. The, yeah, and they have the Abbey. The which Abbey, is a, which. Which it's is, like an iconic gay bar, yeah. like club, which I've been to numerous times. Su- super fun. So yeah, WeHo is a really fun area of LA. I, it's just there's so the Sunset Strip has so many cool places to go. And now January of 2013 was the date that season one of Vanderpump Rules first aired on Bravo. And basically, VPR was a spinoff of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is a huge hit show on Bravo. Right. And I watched that. I'm a real fan of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Lisa Vanderpump, though... I mean, she's iconic. None of the other women could really compete. Mm -mm. She's sophisticated. I can't imagine anybody listening right now doesn't know who Lisa Vanderpump is. But if they don't, I mean, she's, gosh, was she from London or from the UK? Yeah, she Um, exactly. And she's got a really great accent and she's got that British humor. She's Oh, my God, her humor is funny as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. So yeah, you're right. So basically, like Lisa Vanderpump is a standout cast member of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, total icon in the reality TV world, and also in the LGBTQ plus community. Like they hold her up as like an icon and she always participates in the gay pride parade in in WeHo every year. She's always like on a bus waving and, you know, she's very supportive of that community. And basically, she's a restaurateur. I don't know if I said that right, but she has several restaurants in WeHo, and now she's since expanded to Las Vegas. I've been to most of her restaurants. Oh, and side note, I actually used to work in Beverly Hills right down the street from her restaurant, Villa Blanca, which some of the characters we're going to talk about today used to be bartenders at. Mm-hmm. And so we, my friends and I, my colleagues and I used to go there for lunch all the time. And Lisa and Ken would be there like often. And whoa, she's gorgeous, 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 gorgeous in person. I mean, she's gorgeous on screen, but like when you see somebody in person, I couldn't stop staring at her. She's so her, just her bone structure and her eyes and her skin and just her style and her swagger. Yeah, she, she's absolutely beautiful. But we used to eat at her restaurant all the time and it was really cute. Uh, I think that's closed down now. Um, Villa Blanca. But anyway, so let, actually, while we're talking about this icon, let me bring up a picture of Lisa Vanderpump because Lisa Vanderpump, here she is. She is really like the matriarch of the Vanderpump Rules gang. All these kids in their, tw- I'm calling them kids, all right, because I'm in my mid 40s. But all these kids who started the show and worked at her restaurants, um, she really is like the matriarch and she plays the role of like, their mother, right? She gets involved, you know, they come True. to her with all their messiness and all their drama. She's but, uh, also kind of like the master puppeteer. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. I would, I've been, I would describe her that way. 
I would say watching the this season for the first time, I started to notice their template of how they spin her in. Um, yeah, and and they do make her almost like a god presence. They do. It gets a little weird. And to be honest with you, sometimes I find myself fast forwarding through her scenes. And it's not to say that I don't love Lisa Vanderpump because I do. It's just that sometimes I'm like, I don't need the scene of them going and groveling at her feet at her in her mansion and telling them, telling her she they're sorry for their messy behavior. Like it's just it seems very set up and not authentic. And so it's like, I just don't need that every time I'm watching. So sometimes I fast forward through those scenes and just want to watch. Okay. So you picked it up too, because as I was watching this, I'm like, okay, first of all, I understand she's their boss and there's some sucking up that, you know, when you're younger that you do to get ahead. So it kind of makes the characters look like social climbers by vying for her attention and her approval. Yet they always paint her as the all-knowing wise one that yeah, everybody goes to. This is my perspective. Like no, they do. They the all-knowing wise one that they go to her and she's just witty and smart and wants to give them, you know, uh sassy sound bites. And I think as we get into the later episodes, as we get close to Scandal, the final, I start to turn on what I think about Lisa. Okay. I cannot wait to hear that. So you're right. So you picked up on a vibe and I did too. I cannot wait to hear your opinion of Lisa Vanderpump and like really your opinion of this whole scandal toward the end of this. Now, as far as the show Vanderpump Rules, basically the format is it's a group of real friends living in West Hollywood. They're drunk, they're messy, they, they're cheating a lot, they're sleeping with each other's partners, but they are actual friends, but they're all kind of like wannabe famous kind of kids, you know, uh, just trying to make it in, in LA, um, but they were like actual friends for the most part going into this. And I think that's part of what makes the show work is that they had a real friendship connection that wasn't forced. They didn't take a bunch of strangers and pretend that they were friends and make a show out of them. They were actual friends. And that's really what the show is about. It's it's following these 20 somethings as they try to make it in LA, as they work at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, as they screw each other, as they get drunk, as they fight, as they act like douches. And, but I'm, I'm being mean, um, but like uh, to their credit, they have had to essentially grow up on TV. And I'm so glad that I didn't have to grow up on TV because people would judge me as well for who I was in my 20s. Like, it's not that I was this like horrible person, but we're all kind of a mess and trying to figure out life. We're kind of immature still in our 20s. We do stupid shit. I'm so glad none of it was called on camera. So, right. Right. Like I'm judging them based on what I've seen on TV, but I absolutely recognize like they've all for the most part grown. Well, I appreciate that history because I did not know that. I thought this was a, a casting situation, but it sounds like these are the original go back very far. They go back very far and they all have a history and they, this is not the first cheating scandal. They have all for the most part been involved in screwing each other's partners and other people while they're in a relationship with people on the show. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of cheating on this show. So we'll talk, I'll talk a little more about that as we get into it. Okay. Uh, So why do people watch this show? What is the draw? Because these 
it's messy. It's kind of like the Jersey Shore. They party a lot. They fight a lot. They screw each other. They screw each other over and then they make back up, but they're actually real friends and they're just all fun to watch for the most part. There's a couple snooze fests on the show, which we could get into, but they're just fun to watch because they're messy. It's like the Jersey Shore and they make up, they break up, they cheat with each other's partner. It's just all kinds of crazy drama, but it's pretty real. You know, I'm sure, you know, maybe the producers help dramatize some scenes because I think that happens in every reality show. But these are real friends doing real things to each other. And it's interesting to watch. Yeah. So season two, episode four is when a cast member named Ariana Maddox joins the show. Now, Ariana, I'll show a picture of her in a minute. She is a beautiful blonde, like a hot blonde. Um, She was a bartender at Villa Blanca, the restaurant I used to go to for lunch when I worked in Beverly Hills. And that's one of Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Now, in this episode, Lisa Vanderpump's business partner, I think his name is Guillermo, is saying like, hey, we need more female bartenders. At that point, they only had a guy named Jax and then Tom Sandoval, who's also a main character in this story, who were behind the bar at Sir. That's another one of Lisa's restaurants that all these kids work at. So Lisa's like, oh, we need more female bartenders. Well, I have a really great one named Ariana. She works over at my restaurant, Villa Blanca. Maybe we should bring her over to Sir. And so Lisa, in fact, does that. So before I go any further, let's just... I'm learning stuff. I'm learning. Here's adorable Ariana. She's beautiful, blonde. She's known for having a great ass. (laughs) She looks like that. She looks like the the country singer Leanne Rhymes to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I could see uh, like a resemblance. She's just a beautiful blonde. So she comes on the scene. Lisa does decide to bring Ariana over. Now, once she brings Ariana over, this is going to have Ariana and Tom Sandoval, which I'll show you him in a second. This is going to have them working together in a teeny tiny bar at Lisa's restaurant, Sir. Now, at the time that Ariana is brought over, Ariana comes over in like a cloud of controversy and suspicion because Tom Sandoval was dating a is a main cast member on VPR was dating another main cast member at the time named Kristen Doty. So Kristen and Tom are dating. Now their relationship was very messy, very up and down, cheating on both sides. But regardless, Ariana comes over. Now there's a rumor that Ariana and Tom have a past that they had hooked up or kissed Uh, in Vegas while Tom and Kristen were dating like three years prior. So Kristen, the girlfriend of Tom at the time this all happens, is not happy about Ariana coming over and now bartending with her boyfriend because there's all these rumors that Ariana and Tom Sandoval had hooked up. Okay, Uh, But at the time, Tom and Ariana staunchly denied this rumor. Okay, so they both... They both said that this did not happen. They're like, no, no, no. We never hooked up. You're crazy, whatever. So let me show you a picture of Tom Sandoval and Kristen Doty. This is Tom Sandoval, Kristen Doty. Now, this is when they were dating at the time back in, I don't know, probably 2013-ish, 2015-ish. So Kristen who you see pictured here, beautiful brunette, Tom. Now, it's hard for me to utter these words. Tom is a good-looking guy. Now, it's very hard for me to say that knowing what I know about him because I wouldn't touch this dude with a 10-foot pole knowing what I know about him. And I'm not even saying like he's like my type, like, oh, I think he's so hot. He's just, he's not an ugly dude. He's a good-looking guy. 
but he's a douche and a half. I that's my opinion. I don't know if you would agree, but um, he he was then and he still is now. To be honest with you, yeah, he's. I, I would describe he he looks like he could be the lead singer of an early two thousand boy band. <laughs> well, he would love that you said that because oh. I think it's his life's goal to be a musician, and it's like it's almost like secondhand embarrassment now watching him perform with his band because to me they're I mean they're just everybody kind of laughs at him. Okay. I, that's the impression that I get is that nobody takes his music career seriously. They're like, Tom, give it up. You're never going to be a rock star. We know that you want this so desperately, but like you're a try hard and it's just not going to happen. And especially since Scandal broke, people now go to his shows with his band and like boo him and hold up signs. And but yeah, so this is Kristen Doty and Tom Sandoval. Okay. And at she's, this gorgeous. Time, she's gorgeous, um, but you're going to hear some things that Ariana and Sheena said about her that were not so nice, but okay. we'll, we'll talk about that. So Kristen and Tom are dating. Now, truth be told, their relationship was pretty shitty. It was up and down, cheating on both sides, a lot of drama, but, but the fact remains that Kristen, it's very clear that Kristen Doty was head over heels for Tom. Like she calls him the love of her life at the time. She uh loved him so i don't know if it was obsession or love or both but she really 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 was into tom so she was not happy when ariana comes over as a bartender right and she in fact confronts ariana at one point in season 2 when ariana joins the cast and she's like listen i need you to tell me everything just say it i w- i would feel so much better if you, even if you guys kissed or you had sex like just tell me just tell me i need to know because it's driving me crazy. I'm hearing all these rumors. Ariana straight to Kristen's face just flat out lies. No, no, nothing happened. So it is this a lie. That. It's a lie. It's a lie because we find out later. No, that's we a, find out later. That's a catch 22. Uh, so if you ever suspect somebody's cheating, it's a catch 22 that you're in because A, you could confront them and they can deny it. Or you can confront them and they still deny it, but it's not true. Like it's kind of a losing, it's a losing situation. The fact that if the person's innocent, you just accuse them of being guilty and you're not believing them. But if they're yeah. guilty, you're still accusing them and they're going to deny it, but you're left either trying you, to figure it out, trying and, to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And you feel stupid sometimes for like even confronting them because the, Ariana was very convincing. Like it seemed like at the time when you're watching it, like, oh, maybe her and Tom didn't make out. It seems like Ariana's a reasonable person and maybe they didn't. But we're going to find out later that, that they did. And so Tom did cheat with Ariana on Kristen. So oh, I did not know that. Yes. That it changes is. things. Yes. So Ariana entered things. this show under a cloud of controversy and suspicion, and she lied to Kristen's face. Now, the difference is Kristen and Ariana were not close friends, like Ariana and Raquel Levis were with this whole scandal. So yes, that changes things. But the truth remains that Ariana did cheat with Tom when when he had a girlfriend. That was Kristen. She did lie about it straight to Kristen's face and to everybody else. And (laughs) in my opinion, in her confessionals and in in her conversations with Kristen and and then with Sheena, her friend on the show, Ariana really gaslit Kristen, I think. I think she made fun of her mental health. I think she made made fun of her looks. She was not nice about it, okay? So we're going to dive into that. I'm going to kind of walk you through how it unfolded. 
But something is coming to mind right now, and I hate to quote Dr. Phil, but he says, if they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense, which I think is like so true in most situations. So the rumors are swirling. Kristen, who has a very explosive personality. So it's very true that Kristen, her emotions tend to explode. She tends to just tell people off and cry. And so she's a very explosive uh, person. Okay. So Kristen confronts Ariana. Ariana lies to her face. No, I didn't hook up with your boyfriend. But Kristen still thinks it's true. And meanwhile, everybody still keeps talking about it. So Kristen can't get away from this rumor. It just keeps coming, keeps coming. So Ariana and Tom deny the rumors, right? So then there's a scene where Ariana and Sheena, who is a main character on the show as well, Ariana and Sheena were really close friends when Ariana came onto the cast and they're at a bar talking about Chris, the whole Kristen and Tom situation and they're being mean girls straight up. And now again, I know they're in their twenties. They've probably grown since then, but Ariana says to Sheena now Ariana says to Sheena, look, Tom's doing you a favor dating you looks wise talking about Kristen. So she's like, yeah, like, You're ugly. Tom's good looking. He's doing you a favor. So that was not so nice. And Sheena kind of made another snarky remark back. So uh, about Kristen's looks like, oh, well, I assume she has mirrors in her house. Like they're just totally trashing those girls looks. Okay. So listen, Ariana stands. It's fine. I get it. She is overall a good person, but she did. She was a bit mean coming into this thing. Okay. So she says that. Well, then I think in that same scene, or maybe it was in one of her confessionals, Ariana says uh, about Kristen again, she's like, sorry, bitch, I'm smarter than you. I'm cooler than you. I'm prettier than you. Get the fuck on with your life. (gasps) So the thing is... Oh my gosh. You know what, though? There's people that are 60, 70, 80 that still talk like that. So I I would... (sighs) While they're 20, you know, they're 20-somethings, I, there's still women that are all ages that will talk like that. I can't believe there's an air of, of competition. competition That's what it is. Superiority. Like I'm better than you, bitch. And now the thing that disturbed me about this was you did cheat with her boyfriend. She has a reason. Kristen has a reason to be upset with you, Ariana. And you're just deflecting and dissing her looks and you're saying you're smarter than her. She even calls her crazy. You need, she needs medication. So Ariana during the season does a lot of, in my opinion, gaslighting of Kristen, like basically deflecting from the cheating that she did do with Tom and bringing up Kristen's mental health. You're crazy. You're psycho. You need medication. Look how crazy this girl is. And I just don't think it's cool. Now, Again, oh my gosh, I did not know any of this. Yes, I, Ariana did do If you those just things. watch this last season, this is not the story you would know. No, like the context. You need this context because I thought uh Ariana was a completely sympathetic, you know, victim in all of this. Yes, this changes I, this changes I, a little bit. 
Right. Because these are facts. They are maybe um, uncomfortable facts about her for people who stand Ariana and what she's been through. Now, two things can be true at the same time. Was Ariana, in my opinion, kind of an asshole coming into this and kind of a gaslighter of Kristen and a mean girl? I think yes. The answer is yes. Did she, you know, she cheated. So she should know what it feels like. Now, has Ariana grown since then? And overall is a decent and kind empathetic human being. I also think that's true. I like Ariana. I think she's overall a good person. Um, I don't think she deserved what Tom did to her. I am not saying that at all. He's such a dick and a douche for doing that. But I just have to outline the facts. And this is in her history. And you can't go back on it. It's on TV. And she I think she gaslit Kristen. And I think that it was not nice to say you need medication and talk about how and deflect about how crazy she is rather than just owning up to what she did and being like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry for it. Like whatever. So Ariana wasn't so nice back in the day to Kristen, at least. Okay. I know they're friends today, so they've moved past this, but this is like years ago. So that's a little history on Ariana and how she kind of came onto the scene. Now, the rumors are still swirling, you know, back in 2013 or whatever, the season two. And then Kristen catches Tom and Ariana texting at 2 a.m. She looks at his phone, which is something she did often. And at 2 a.m., Tom and Ariana are texting each other. And in the text, Ariana says, I just wish it could be Coachella again. And Tom Sandoval's like, we can have our own in my in my yard with a boom box. So Kristen's <laughs> pissed. She's like, listen, this is not normal. Like that you you guys, yeah. this is suspicious. So then uh, that's when Ariana kind of does the gaslighting during confessional. She's kind of deflecting. She's calling out Kristen for, oh, you know, who looks through their boyfriend's phone and she's crazy. And basically, Ariana is very nonchalant about this whole thing. And she's like, look, like we're friends, me and Tom. So like sometimes friends text each other to communicate. Okay, like. Anybody can admit that texting another girl's boyfriend at 2 a.m., those things, is giving Kristen a reason to not be happy with you. Like, it is suspicious. But she's again, she's deflecting and being like, look at this crazy bitch looking through her boyfriend's phone. And, oh, sometimes friends text each other. Like, mm, not cool, Ariana, not cool. So then Tom Sandoval finally admits to another character named Stassi that he and Ariana did, in fact, make out in the pool at the Golden Nugget of all places in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope they got checked for like, I hope they had like a tetanus shot before they went into this thing. <laughs> so this happened three years prior. And so he's like, yes, I was with Kristen at the time. I did make out with Ariana. Yes, I cheated. So with the cheating scandal out in the open, Ariana again continues to downplay the kiss with Tom. And she says to Sheena, look, it doesn't matter to anything or anyone. But it's like, meanwhile, Kristen, it mattered a lot to Kristen. And yes, you can argue that Kristen is explosive. Sometimes she acts unhinged. and But she is very authentic. I will give her that. But Ariana's downplaying it. It doesn't matter to anyone or anything. You know, it's like, yeah, it does. It mattered a lot to Kristen. She was heartbroken and devastated over that. Even though she also cheated on Tom at some point too. You know, it's like Kristen's not perfect in this whole situation. But it just, it struck me how flippant Ariana was. She was just kind of like, 
Eh, whatever. Meanwhile, Chris and Dodie's over here spiraling. Like literally you see a person oh, yeah. spiraling. And it's very was very hard to watch, to be honest with you, because like her mental health was not good at that time. So Tom, let's see, Tom and Kristen end up breaking up, which is not a shocker. I mean, they broke they were, up with who? Do you know? Was it Kristen who broke up with Tom? It was Tom who broke up with Kristen. I'm almost positive. Actually, now I can't remember because they kind of both broke up with each other a few times. I want to say this time, the final time, Tom broke up with Kristen, but I could be wrong. So at the reunion, the season two reunion is when Ariana is now seated next to Tom Sandoval. And it's very clear they've got something going on at this point. So basically, like right after Tom Sandoval and Kristen Doty break up, Ariana and him start dating like immediately. Okay. So like they were, they were oh. into each other. Like it's very clear mm-hmm. that Kristen was onto something. Everybody, like they were into each other. So they start dating and Kristen's just crying throughout this whole reunion, seeing them sit next to each other at one point. They cl- How heartbreaking. It was I heartbreaking. Mean, I feel for Kristen. I feel for Kristen, even though they're young and this drama is Shakespearean. I mean, yeah. it's just like. <laughs> because no matter, everybody's imperfect and Kristen is included in that, but you yeah. see human beings you and you, you cannot do. help but feel sad and everybody's sort of dismissing her because it was easy for them to just use the crazy she's crazy because she's, oh, I hate that I, I hate, hate that too that. but she is an explosive person at times her emotions she wears them on her sleeve but that doesn't mean you're crazy and that you no. need medication and those are Ariana's words so it was not nice so here they are sitting next to each other Ariana and Tom Kristen's watching this they're holding hands at some point in the reunion Kristen walks oh up. in front of her yeah she storms How off cold. stage it was cold How it was cold it was awful cuz it's one thing to hear rumors and to like make it up in your head like yeah. you can visualize it in your head of what happens in these, you know, affair situations. It's another to see it. Yeah, you know? it, it was hard to watch. So now officially, you know, going into the next season, which was season three, that's when Ariana and Tom are just out in the open. They're dating. That's when their relationship begins. So Ariana and Tom Sandoval are now a thing. Kristen is no longer dating Tom. And then now we're going to fast forward to 2016. That's season five of Vanderpump Rules. And the reason why I'm fast forwarding is because that's when a cast member named Rachel, a.k.a. Raquel Levis, joins the show. And she joins the show because she is dating a guy named DJ James Kennedy, a.k.a. the white Kanye. (laughs) Oh, Oh, so okay. James Kennedy is is like, a character. He's, he's a, a freaking character. character. Oh he my wasn't gosh. in the first, you know, few seasons, but at some point he comes in and he's the DJ at Sir. And okay. so they call him DJ James Kennedy, but he's the self-described white Kanye. So that'll just tell you a lot about this guy. And so she's dating James Kennedy. Now, Raquel, Rachel Raquel, her and James met while... It, uh, on New Year's Eve of 2015, when James was DJing at Lisa's other restaurant, Pump, that's when they met. Raquel went to Pump and they met. They hooked up. like So they just kind of like fell in love from there, I guess. Now, let me show you a picture of uh, 
James Kennedy. And there we are. So there's mm-hmm. DJ James Kennedy, a.k.a. the White Kanye. And this is Rachel Raquel Levis. And she's going to come into this story real hot in a second. But that's that's how she entered the show. So from this point on, season five, 2016, James and Raquel are cast members on VPR. And they are a couple. Now, Raquel, after they met, after they first met at that New Year's Eve thing, New Year's Eve party at Pump, where D- where James Kennedy was DJing, Raquel had to leave for a bit because she was still in college. Um, she finishes college. She comes back. And then from then on, she is featured prominently on the show as James' girlfriend. Do you think she, w- Raquel, do you think she was genuinely interested in DJ Kennedy? Or do you I think she know. saw an opportunity to be on Vanderpump Rules? At the time, I thought she was interested in him. I didn't know why. I was like, I don't know why anybody would be interested in dating James Kennedy, even though he's fun to watch on TV. Like, I would never want to date the guy. But um, I did think it was genuine. Knowing everything we know now, I do think that Raquel went into Pump with a purpose. She was a fangirl, probably a VPR. She knew James would be there. He fell for it. This is just my theory, right? Mm-hmm. I, so, yeah, I do think that it was all That's believable. Yeah, it's very possible. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be famous. She wanted to get on the show. And this was her way of doing it. And it was so then it's like not a shocker that their engagement didn't work out because it was going to fall apart at some point once she was cemented on the show. Uh-huh. Then she doesn't need James anymore. But I guess I'm skipping ahead. But so they're dating. And, you know, the VPR girls are not the nicest to Raquel. She got a real tough go at it. They call her stupid. Uh, they just think she's awkward. They just don't, they don't really let her into the group, right? So she had kind of like a rough go of it as she tries to make her way into this VPR group of Well, friends. maybe the the group, the girl group was already established. They're already, they started the series. If you're saying that they were all, yes, you know, true friends, genuine friends. So here the core friend group is there. They established the show and here is Raquel entering mid, you know, couple seasons in and just got to float on in, you know, yeah. Maybe they they maybe they saw that she was an opportunist. And maybe um and you know Lala aka uh, Lauren from Utah, she makes everybody She's call from her Utah? Lala. Yes, yeah, so she makes everybody call her Lala and I'm like why? Like, you're not Beyonce, but okay. I Listen, I know a lot of people stand Lala as well, and I think she's fine, and she's a great mom, and she also did not deserve the shit that she got from her ex. Like, that was all really shitty, and I, I empathize with what she's going through, but she has not been the kindest. Like, she she's had some troublesome behavior and comments, you know, throughout. Even to this day, I think that she's a, a bit problematic, but she's fun to watch on TV. That is true. Um, she's but, gorgeous. And she's I love gorgeous. her clothes. Yeah. That's why clothes. I watch it is for the clothes. Yeah. It is fun <laughs> to kind of watch their like style and fashion change too mm-hmm. throughout the seasons, which is interesting. So yeah, the, you know, Rachel Raquel didn't, you kind of had a tough go of it trying to enter this circle, but I'll, t- so let me back up a little bit about Rachel and kind of like a little bit about her background. So Rachel, AKA Raquel. Correct. Okay. Because she, everybody knows her as Raquel, but her name's Rachel. But for some reason, she also wants people to call her Raquel. But that's not her name. Her name is Rachel. Is that too basic to have Rachel? I guess. But she's kind of basic. So I think she, Rachel is actually more fitting in my opinion. But 
you know, she's known as Raquel. It's only recently that people started calling her Rachel because that is her real name and nobody knows why she's not going by her real name. But like you said, maybe it's too basic. Uh, maybe Raquel is her show name. Everybody on the show wants to be famous, right? So, mm -hmm. and they're all a little bit full of themselves. Like that is... Well, you have to be to be on reality TV. Yeah, I think Because so. it's all about self-promotion and you have to have an agenda and you can't be afraid to be out there. And be a standout on the show. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to get as much airtime if you don't create the drama and Right. The well, and that's also a reason why the core friend group maybe was not welcoming Raquel. Because what I do know about reality TV, even though I don't produce it, is that while they... What I do know about reality TV is that they have a spine to a story. Meaning that they have a story arc or they have an intention of what's going to happen, but they don't, they don't make people say things or do things. However, if you drum up your own scene, you get to be the star actor in that scene. So that core group might've been seeing Raquel posturing for a scene. So like when you watch a reality show, when you see somebody make a phone call or whatnot, when you sign that contract to do a reality TV show, you also agree to, you know, filming your conversations, et cetera. So when you see, you know, on your phone, something pops up from a castmate, because that's what they call each other, mm -hmm. it's their castmates, then you know that cameras could be rolling. Mm -hmm. And if you want airtime, if you want airtime, you're going to pick up that phone mm -hmm. and answer it. And you're going to have that scene. And the more confrontational or the more you pull people aside, and skipping ahead, so I saw this happen a lot. Screen time fighting or posturing, I guess, not fighting, posturing. I saw that happen in episode 10. Okay. On Scandal Melissa, the holidays are almost here. I know, sigh, right? So this means that I am down for any life hack that reduces stress during this time. Like HelloFresh's 15-minute meals. Why stress on grocery shopping? The crowds. Meal planning when HelloFresh can deliver farm-fresh, pre-portioned meals right to your door. Well, you had me at 15-minute meals. HelloFresh meals could pass for something that took you hours to prepare and cook, when in reality, it took a fourth of the time you spend watching an episode of your favorite reality show. Ooh, did you just say reality show? I feel a little attacked and also intrigued all at the same time. This sounds way too good to be true. So why don't you just give me an idea of the kind of meals I can expect from HelloFresh? Okay, my personal favorite is their sweet potato and black bean tacos. They come with avocado crema and I devour them. Plus, I would never take a weekday evening and make avocado crema. That seems really fancy. Same. I'm not doing all that unless that is delivered straight to my door. And you just said taco and avocado crema, which means I am 100% all in on this HelloFresh deal. I also think it would be a lot of fun to cook the quick and easy meals with Stevie, my little kitchen sidekick. Yeah. And the directions are always easy to follow. It's basically foolproof without four margaritas. Okay, so, well, first off, you just said margaritas, and you said foolproof, which means this is perfect for me. And if our listeners want in on this time-saving, stress-relieving, delicious life hack, they can go to HelloFresh.com slash lipstick-free and use code lipstick-free for free breakfast for life. 
One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash lipstick free with code lipstick free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So a little bit about Rachel Levis. She was born September 12th, 1994 in California. 94? Yeah, I know. Can you, bro, my son was born three years later. Like, really? That's why I call these people kids, right? Yeah. They could be my kid. She's a pageant girl. So when she started dating DJ James Kennedy, she was still doing pageants. But she, you know, she won Miss Sonoma County. She had competed in Miss California, didn't win that. But she was a pageant girl coming into this. Now, in 2015, she got her bachelor's degree in kinesiology, which I think is like kind of like a therapy of how to move your body. Something like that. And then I like can't help but think like it's so shitty. But like, is that why Tom Sandoval wanted her? Because she's good at kinesiology, like with her body. <laughs> oh my God. Like, did kinesiology go like play into their <laughs> sexual tirades? I don't know. I'm being so cra- like crass right now, but like <laughs> I can't help but wonder if like her college degree like helped her in bed with him. <laughs> Wait, we had to look that up. What is- Kinesiology is like something with like, you know, therapy of like how to move your body or something like that. And like my mind could not help but to go to their sex life. And I wonder if like that really helped oh. her. So is it more like, is this more of the study for being a personal trainer? I have no idea. Okay. But you know, okay, it's interesting because no like Raquel got called stupid 20 million times by uh, Lauren, a.k.a. Lala. But the fact is, she's not stupid. If she graduated from college, she's not stupid. But th- I think there's a difference between like you can be st- emotionally stupid, which I think Raquel probably is a bit emotionally stupid. We'll get to that. But like as far as like, you know, educationally, she was able to get through college. So she's not Oh, she's stupid. She's smart. So yeah. this is uh, so just looking this up for where they help people rehab after injury, things like that. So well, okay, all right. She's in her own form of rehab right now, but it's not kinesiology. <laughs> we'll get to that though. Okay. So in 2018, Raquel officially moves in with James, her boyfriend, the DJ, the white Kanye, and their relationship is up and down. I mean, James love him, hate him, whatever. He makes great TV, but he's an asshole. He really is. And there are like, he's an asshole to her. He's an asshole to everybody. But then he's also like kind of like endearing sometimes. He's funny as hell in his confessionals. Um, But I like, you know, I would not, if I, if somebody I loved was dating James Kennedy, yeah. I would not be happy. But anyway, so the relationship with Raquel and James, it's up and down. There's cheating rumors that he did cheat on other people, which I think he did. He cheated on Raquel with at least one other girl. Oh, he cheated with Lauren from Utah, Lala. <laughs> so, and Lala, th- this is out in the open. So like while Raquel and James are dating, Lauren, Lala, and him are cheating with each other. So, like, everybody cheated on everybody in the show. Okay, there okay. Are no, like sympathetic characters, to be honest. Maybe a few, but not, but not many. So, May of 2021, James pops the question and he proposes to Raquel at Rachella, which was what he called the event. It's kind of a play off of the music festival Coachella. Mm-hmm. He had this whole to do, and they filmed it for the show. It was in Palm Springs, California. And he proposed to her. She said yes. And there were fireworks and everything. Now, oddly, Tom Sandoval, one of the main subjects of this episode that we're doing right now, um, he paid for at least half or all uh, some of this event for his friend James. Like, 
what do you make of that? Why would Tam- and and here's what's weird. It's eerie because Tom Sandoval would later go on to cheat with Raquel on Ariana, but at the time Raquel was getting engaged to James, Tom's friend, and Tom paid for like thousands of dollars to help him pull off this event. What it, that'd be like you mm. paying for a friend of yours to go propose to her man. Like, why would you pay for that? Why did Tom pay for this? That's a good question. There's nothing in it for him. Unless Other, it was a loan. A loan. I, I don't, don't know. Think, no information has come out that it's a loan. But knowing what I know about Tom Sandoval now, I think it was just attention. Like, he requires a lot of attention. And I also think that he always wants to come off as, like, a good guy. Like, he wants people to be like, oh, my God, that Tom Sandoval is such a good guy. Look, he paid for James's engagement. Like, what a great guy. But in reality, he's probably a narcissist. He's probably got, you know, like he's not such a great guy, but I think he wants to come off that way. I think that there's like a psychological aspect to this and his motivation for, I don't think he did it out of the goodness of his heart. I'm learning so much right now. Honestly, this is a really good crash course for anybody who's never watched Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Like this is Vanderpump Rules for Dummies. It is. Like I'm walking you, I'm literally giving you what is it, like the Reader's Digest version or you know what I mean? Or what are those little yellow books? The top the 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 books they used to sell that you didn't want to read the whole thing. Yeah, I used to read them to shit. To like to like skip through and know how to pass all my Shakespeare stuff. Um, yeah, they like, so you didn't have to read the whole thing. We'll think about it. Right, so shocker, shocker, DJ James Kennedy, a.k.a. the white Kanye, him and Rachel Raquel, they don't last. Seven months later, James and Raquel call off the engagement, and it was her who broke up with him. Once um, she got her placement secured for the next season. <laughs> bingo. That is my theory. I think that she definitely like didn't have a need for him anymore and was never really like super attractive to him, but was like, he'll get me on the show. And once she was cemented on the show, she's like, bitch, I don't need you. Uh, The engagement's off. So that's what happened. They announced their breakup on the season nine reunion, which was last year, 2022. And it was a big like, oh my God, what happened? And then the rumors start swirling that like Raquel was never really in love with James and that she was just kind of like a groupie, a fangirl who wanted to get on the show, which is why she purposefully walked into pump, which she knew the VPR people would be there. She knew James would be DJing there. This is like all the rumors. So, and I could, I could see that there, there could be some truth to that, knowing what we know about her now. Right. Right. So now we're in 2023. We are in the present year. We are in season 10 of VPR. The first episode airs on February 8th of 2023. And this is when Scandaval unfolds the 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 scandal that we're going to dive into right now which involves tom sandoval and rachel raquel levis so we're in season 10 now in this season when it starts out in february this year you see that now ariana maddox and rachel raquel have become very close friends and they were not super close in the past it's ariana i think has always been kind to raquel not like the other girls Um, Mm -hmm. But they were never like super close. But all of a sudden, season 10 opens. You've got single Raquel. She's no longer attached to James Kennedy. And now she's like all of a sudden super close to Ariana, which is like, okay, when did that happen? But okay, cool. And now she's kind of like a prominent feature on the show. 
starting the season. Now, you kind of see single Raquel, you know, trying to figure out life after pageants, figure out life after being engaged to James Kennedy. And she's like this hot single girl now and, uh, you know, out there on the prowl, like trying to find, I don't know, she's kissing this guy, kissing that guy. And it's fine. Nothing is and wrong. She with loves that. a corset top. She Her whole lo- wardrobe is corset corsets. tops. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. She loves a corset. And listen, and she can rock it. Yes. She's also probably like an a cup yeah like i could never no i actually i i actually thought wow she looks really good in a corset like i thought you had to wear a corset when you're you know voluptuous yeah no she looked really good <laughs> she, she looks she good in it she, she looks doesn't have it. big boobs but like she, yeah she's she's gorgeous you know she's tall and thin and all the thing whatever so she you know she rocks all these outfits and i would argue uh to her credit this is her best fashion sense out of all the previous she was way too like goody goody before oh, but really? now all of a sudden she's got this like really good hair that looks has like the wet look and i think that looks really good on her she has like better more edgier outfits so yeah it's kind of like a new raquel new single raquel in season 10 and now her and ariana are very good friends mind you ariana and tom are still together And by this time, they've been together nine years by the time season 10 airs. They've bought a house together. They're living. They're not married, but they like might as well be, right? They've bought a house together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ariana even like froze her eggs at one point, even though she said in the past she never wants to get married or have kids. But she did it for Tom because like Tom may want that in the future. So they're very much together. They have a house together. And now Raquel and Ariana are very good friends. And and now Raquel in this season, starting to spend a lot of time at Tom and Ariana's house. And, you know, that's kind of how season 10 opens. So um, there's one point when Raquel catches some heat because she kisses Tom Schwartz, the other Tom, who's a cast member on the show, and not Tom Sandoval. And this was at Sheena's wedding in Mexico. Now, Tom, reason- Tom are friends. Yes, the Tom two guys and are Tom friends. are best friends. Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval are best friends. Now they're business partners. They've opened up a restaurant That's what together. That's confusing to me when I first got into this is there's two Toms. Yeah, and they're both Tom S. Yeah. Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval. So Tom Schwartz used to be married to Katie Maloney. Katie is also a main cast member of the show, but Katie and Tom recently went through a divorce. And because Raquel is part of this overall friend group, it was kind of a controversy when Raquel and Tom Schwartz shared a kiss at Sheena's wedding party. And so, of course, Katie now is hating on Raquel because she's like, that's my ex. You crossed a boundary. You shouldn't be kissing him. So everybody's kind of like diverted their attention to like, oh, Tom Schwartz and Raquel might be a thing, right? Then it starts to progress And you see Ariana and Raquel being super close friends. I mean, at one point, Raquel even asks Ariana about her and Tom's sex life and what's interesting. And and Ariana confides in her about their sex life, which hadn't been so great as of late. Okay, that to me. Diabolical. Okay, Okay, we got to stop there. Like that needs a moment. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) watching that, I thought pure evil. Pure fucking evil absolutely so they're this as a friend you're sleeping with your friend's husband and you have that audacity to ask them ask her 
how their sex life is. Like she's snoop, snooping around. Makes me think like, was she trying to figure out if her boyfriend, the affair partner is actually sleeping with his girlfriend? Like because essentially cheating on Raquel cheating on, with his own living um, partner. Right. The yes. legit partner. Yeah. that. So the, I have never thought of that point. And I think that's a very, very good point. And I think there could be some truth to that. My mind went when I saw this conversation go down is, holy shit, this is really dark and diabolical. But I thought it was Raquel probing about their sex life almost to give herself an excuse that it's okay she's cheating with Tom because it's almost like she wanted Ariana to say, oh yeah, we're not really into each other anymore. We don't really have sex. Because then Raquel could Mm -hmm. later argue like, well, you said you weren't even really into him and you guys weren't even like having sex. So so I think she was trying to like give herself a good excuse to be cheating with Tom. I I think either or both could be true. I find that scene. I want to like, I want to replay it it because it it was was dark. dark. And all the while, of course, she's banging her live-in partner and Ariana has no clue. It's just so sad. But us, the viewers, know, no. which is ma- what makes it so interesting. That's where I feel that this has captured us as the audience is there is, there's a saying called, you know, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Fourth wall. Yeah. There's a saying breaking the fourth wall. And I feel like they did that in that scene because now we, us, know more than the main characters do. Yes. And we can foreshadow exactly what's going to happen. We're watching the train wreck and they have no idea what's going to come their way. Yeah. And we're seeing that there were red flags. There were signs that something was going on. But if you didn't know, you wouldn't catch the red flags. But we knew as viewers going into the season, we're like, oh, Oh my God, she's asking her about her sex life. That's awful. It's diabolical, but you know? The marketing team did that at the end. And that's why we're all talking about it right now is they broke the fourth wall immediately after filming and this all broke. They reverse engineered it so that we would be in the know because there's not one moment in this season that I did not know that there was going to be an affair between those two people. We knew the whole time. We, we knew, knew the whole time. We were, we were anticipating season 10. And and you wouldn't have even ever watched season 10 had you not heard about Scandaval on TikTok and, and mm-hmm. a podcast. Like you, they got so many new viewers from this scandal. But that is the power of storytelling is and bringing us in as an audience we felt like we were in real time mm-hmm. watching this but it's all it was all smoke and mirrors for us the audience members yeah we believed that we we knew more than the main characters and that was not by chance that was all structured by quality editors yes yes and so while this is not scripted the editing was a, a masterpiece it was an absolute masterpiece. And I bet you that reality shows will follow this template in the future. Yeah, they should take advice from whoever put this all together because it really was masterful and it drew you in and it got so many thousands upon thousands upon new viewers such as yourself mm-hmm. to be so interested in this. Like really at the end of the day, it's just another cheating scandal. This ha- Unfortunately, this happens all the time. It's awful what happened to Ariana. We're going to get right. into that. But, you know, it really is. But isn't. we wouldn't even be talking about it had they not done that whole 
reverse engineering of the marketing. If yeah. we would, if they would have started the season just as a typical reality season, we would have been watching this, and none of us, none of us audience members would know anything about a forthcoming scandal. No, there was, if there was no buildup, it would just be, you and I probably would not be sitting here talking about this today if there was no buildup. Let's put it that way. No, we'd be just watching and be like, oh, they're going to, you know, a camping trip. Oh, they're going, you know, to Cancun for a wedding. Like all of those things are standard reality. And then we would be, the major storyline would be Katie and, and Tom Schwartz divorce. divorce. That would have been the main storyline. Yeah. But instead, we're not following Tom and Katie. We're following no. Raquel no. and like watching for her conniving ways throughout this, like looking like everybody does, you know, we are in the know, but all of these cast members don't know that she is the mole. Yeah, it altered the direction <laughs> of the season for sure. So yeah. the following month, the month after season 10 aired, basically early March of 2023 is when TMZ first broke the news that Tom Sandoval, 39 years old, was having a months-long affair with Raquel Levis, 28 years old, and who's Ariana's really good friend. So it just took the internet and social media by storm. Like everybody was like, (gasps) like, no, because Ariana and Raquel, they're in the same circle. They're good friends. Like, no way this can't be. So let me show a picture of Tom Sandoval and Rachel Raquel Levis. Here they are in one of the most cringy and awkward scenes ever. Like I, it was so hard for me to watch this. They were so awkward and just like so gross. And so this is the first scene where we see their affair out in the open. Yeah. With cameras. Um, There's no scenes of them together prior to this where they're like in a couple situation. This is when they break that secrecy and film together in a romantic way. Yes, but they were both holding back, like they later admit, like it was awkward for them because there were Rewatch it because I think there's a bag of cocaine in this scene. I wouldn't uh, doubt it. That would okay. So rewatch it. Rewatch it. So he's sitting on the countertop, and there's a little, like, little baggie on the side of him, and you'll see Raquel grab it off the counter and put it in her pocket. I saw something on TikTok about that. uh, Oh, really? I didn't. I didn't dive into it, so I will. I'll watch it. It's either like a. It's either a candy wrapper or um. Something Some other like. kind of candy. A little nose candy. A little <laughs> nose candy. Listen, that is all a part of this show. Like, it is no secret that there were those, those things were going on in this show. Like, I don't know about now, but maybe based on what you're saying. Yeah. So here's Tom Sandoval and Rachel Raquel Levis showing themselves sort of in an intimate way for the first time ever on camera. And it was like so cringe. At this point, you know, Tom and Ariana had bought a house together. They'd been together nine years. Uh, Ariana uh, had even frozen her eggs for Tom, even though she didn't really want kids, but she kind of like did it for him. And when the news broke, the internet and social media went absolutely wild. It was on my For You page, like over and over on repeat. And no, you know, we just couldn't get enough of it. And new viewers like yourself started watching VPR, which was like the genius of the scandal. And now all these, 
cast members and the producers and executive producers and makers of the show are all like making out like a bandit and they're just riding this wave of pl- publicity that is scandal. And, and then it also made existing viewers who've watched the whole season or the whole show for 10 years, like myself, go back and rewatch some or all episodes to kind of like, just hold on, I need a history to remind myself of how this all really went down, like the history over the last 10 years. And, you know, it just made it so watching it so interesting, because like we said before, they didn't know what was about to come, meaning the cast members. But we knew by the time season 10 aired, we knew something bad was going to happen. And we were all watching for the red flags. So like, we felt like we knew something that they didn't know, just like to your point earlier, which made it just so intriguing. And this is a big deal. I mean, Ariana and Raquel are best friends by this point. And, um, you know, like we said, she are, are Ariana even opened up about their sex life to Rachel Raquel because she asked her about it, which I think is just like all kinds of diabolical. And once the scandal broke, scandal, which everybody's calling scandal, fans began piling up on Tom Sandoval and Rachel Raquel online, right? As you can just imagine, they're just getting trashed and trashed every day online. So much so that like Raquel basically went into hiding and like turned off her phone because probably just became too much. And people also started boycotting Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz's new bar called Schwartz and Sandy's and leaving like shitty Yelp reviews. And so I looked up the Yelp reviews and so yeah, right do? Now, yeah. So right now, Schwartz and Sandy's, Tom and Tom's new restaurant has 3.2 stars, which isn't that great. But as an aside, I have to say, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, Pump and Sir in West Hollywood, don't have the best Yelp reviews either. One of them, Sir, is at a 3.3 stars and Pumps at 3.6. That's not that great. So I don't know what's up with that. And I didn't go take the time to read, but I've heard like some of the reviews are really funny to read. Did Google and Yelp remove those one star reviews because it's about their character and not about the restaurant? I don't know. There probably still are some that exist because to bring them down to a 3.2 stars, Schwartz and Sandy's has to have some one stars, I think, in there. Yeah. Um, but, but, I knows, think, but I know Yelp has this like algorithm. Right. And you can you can protest or whatever and be like, oh, these are not real reviews. They're based on right. something else. Because they're not real reviews of the restaurant. They're reviews of Tom's character. Yeah. Or both Tom's character. Because both I have when I first started watching this season, Tom Schwartz. So he's the, he's playing the puppy dog, sad eyes divorcee that his wife left him he he kind of seems like he's spinning the pity party on himself and at first i was buying it i'm like oh what a like genuine remorseful guy and then as i started to watch he's not so sympathetic <laughs> he's no not at all like he knew he knew about this affair. The affair happened in his apartment, his mm-hmm. man cave apartment. He was he was a shelter to this affair. And he keeps complaining that he has nothing to do with it. The restaurant is going down because of Tom Sandoval. But like, that's not really the case. He was, you know, complacent. He w- He knew. 
You yeah, know. he was complicit. Like complicit. Thank I, you. Yeah, complicit. No, no. He was complicit. I I agree with you. Like he definitely um didn't come clean. And then the question becomes if your best friend, Melissa, is having an affair. You know what I mean? Like if your best friend is having an affair with somebody who else you know what I mean? Like, would you oh. have a duty? So if your best friend was having an affair with another person in your friend group who and you're good friends with the per- like Ariana, you're good friends with the person who's getting cheated on, but like your best friend. Okay. Is the I'm guy in that situation. Cheating. Okay. I'm in that situation. Right. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you, okay. All right. You know, I can't throw stones at a glass house because Tom, like I know of a friend that's having an affair has been for a while. This is horrible to admit this. All. Like, no, I mean, but you're because, not the first person. Because you I will tell you, it, no, I you didn't know. do it. And I, oh, it, it's really hard because this person, she's not like a really good friend, but she has introduced me to that person, her affair partner, and she has used me as a cover up, mm. which I didn't like. Mm-mm, I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That puts and, you in a shitty position. And I've talked about it. Um, I've talked about it with friends and my husband, and I explain that I'm not really comfortable with this. But what am I what's my alternative? Like, what am I supposed to do? What am I Well, I think it's because I can't least. tell her partner that this is happening because it's not not my place mm-hmm. to do that, but I'm carrying guilt about something I know. And I, I know it, one day it's going to come out into the open and this person is going to know that I knew and that's going to be hard. Well, and I guess the difference is you're not close friends with the person she's cheating on. It sounds no. like, okay. Oh, so no. that, and that makes no. it, that does make it different, but also like I, in that situation probably would just tell my friend or acquaintance or whatever she is to you, like, Hey, you're putting me in a really shitty position. I, I don't agree with what you're doing. I can't control it and I can't stop you and I'm not here to judge you, but I just would appreciate it if you kind of left me out of it. You're okay, do so I've done all that. Okay, I've done all done that. I figured I've you done did. that. Okay, but all right. but still, actually, like I haven't even thought about it in the context of this show because it's something that's been going on in the background, but it's not a part of my life in the sense like what it was in this situation, mm-hmm. you know. But it does beg the the question to be, what's your obligation to tell the the person because you're you do it then you blow up somebody's world on your timing not theirs you know i don't know i don't yeah, know yeah and i think every situation is different i think it just depends on the situation i think there's going to be times when you don't owe it to the person being cheated on to tell them and there are going to be times that you probably do owe it to the person who's being cheated on it just depends on the circumstances so i'm not here to argue for tom schwartz or against i just do think he was put in a real shitty situation i just realized i'm a hypocrite i did not know i was a hypocrite no, until i don't think no, so uh, i kind of was i was like ah tim schwartz tom schwartz is a douchebag for like covering up this affair and then i'm like oh ha, i am but you know what we <laughs> i'm all a cover up for someone isn't it funny and sometimes it takes <laughs> oh, somebody God. else to go wait what about this and you're like oh wait now i'm currently doing that like i've 
done that as well and not really realize like, shit, I'm kind of being a hypocrite, which I think all humans are at some I'm point. I'm seriously or going to like review my, I have to think about this now. I'm going to seriously, after this podcast, I'm going to think about, about this. So I'm not making you reevaluate this situation. This it entanglement is. that you're in. It is like, I, well, what I'm not going to do is blow up you know, this person's world and reveal it, but I'm going to think about, I'm going to review like all the places where I've been used as a, as a cover up. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think uh, that's fair. Then I didn't like it in the moment, but I was kind of a pansy and didn't stand up and say no, because at the moment when it was t- told to me, I was like, whatever, like, I, I, well, Alyssa, do you need me to make a phone call? Cause listen, I'm your big <laughs> <I'm> sister. <sorry. laughs> do, do you need big sis Jamie to come in? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my uh, God. Well, well I'm <sighs> pleased to keep me posted on how that plays out. Okay. Okay. So, you know, um, Scandaval, the Scandaval affair allegedly began now all this information starting to come out now that it's out in the open. The affair allegedly started in August of 2022, right after the girls trip to Vegas and Havasu. So a lot of the girls on the cast, or you were just that, right? I was just in Havasu and we went to some of the bars. <laughs> we went to some of the bars they went to, which is so funny. I'm like, oh my God, it's so like nostalgic. You know, we went to some of the same bars that they went to, which is hilarious hilarious. But um, yeah, so they went to Vegas and then to Havasu. Ariana was on that trip, but she had to leave early because unfortunately her dog was about to pass away and it was heartbreaking. But Raquel was on that trip. Lauren, aka Lala, was on that trip. Katie was on the trip. And then this other girl, Christina Kelly, who's Katie's friend. In my opinion, even though we like knew the affair was like ha- going to happen or whatever, these girls were really mean to Ra- to Raquel. They should have never invited her on this trip. It seemed like they ultimately didn't really actually want her there because they kind of acted like mean girls to her. And I stand by that. I don't think they were nice to her. I do think they were mean girls. They picked her behavior apart, which really wasn't anything to pick they apart. They made fun of her room light, made fun which of her I love. And they talked shit about her behind her back. And oh, this, you know, they just kind of had mean girl energy. Now, I get it. Raquel was banging or about to bang Ariana's husband. So like, she's not going to be so sympathetic. But in that moment, Katie, Lala, and Christina Kelly were not nice to Raquel. And I stand by that. That is where, fight me. That's where I stand. That scene is when the Katie and Lala or wait, who, who's all in that scene? Uh, it's, it's Katie's divorce party. Yes, exactly. He's divorce party and they all get wasted. They're in the bedroom and Raquel walks in and drunk. This, drunk and she had just hit on the guy at one of the bars that Lala liked. And I think that's probably a little bit what made And then Lala they said, and Lala was pissed. And then they say to Raquel, you're the type of girl that goes after like you can, you're a compete pick me girl, basically. Like you, you want guy, you want to know like another person wants him. And then I think there was a foreshadowing statement where there they was, said, I would not be, I wouldn't trust you with my guy or something like that. Yeah. Lala looks at Raquel on the bed and says like, you're the kind of bitch that like, I wouldn't trust around my man when you're single. And then Raquel's like, 
well, ugh, good thing you don't have a man. And it was like, funny. oh my God, that was, that was a good, it was a really good, good impression because of her. <laughs> nobody stands up to, to Lala. And in that moment, Raquel kind of like halfway did, which was kind of funny because Lala was being kind of a mean girl to her. And Lala was being like so hypocritical during this thing too, because look, Lala has a history of dating a married man as well. She's going to argue to the death that she didn't know Randall had a family and whatever. But I think there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that would make you think that she probably did know. But listen, I'm not here to argue that. I'm just saying they were not nice to Raquel on this trip. There's a lot of things I like about Lauren, Lala, and Katie and Christina Kelly. And there's some things I really don't like about all those girls. And in that moment, I do think that they were mean to Raquel. It just is what it is. But, you know, obviously now looking back, it's like people are like, well, fuck her. You know, she's a cheater, a homewrecker. But, you know, we didn't know that at the time. After the fact, you know, everybody's seeing all these red flags once Scandal broke. And they're like, oh, my God, there were red flags. Like, for example, at one point, Rachel Raquel and Tom are spotted wearing like matching lightning bolt necklaces, which is kind of weird. Raquel is wearing Schwartz and Sandy's merch any chance she got. Like she literally was always sporting Schwartz and Sandy's merch, like as if she half owned the place. Like she was at BravoCon wearing it. Well, I know she what was to on get Watch you what happens. for your birthday. I'm going to get you that. <laughs> oh, please. What are you going to yeah. get? The gonna lightning get you, bolt or yeah, the merch? No. I'm going to get you the merch. I'm going to get you Tom oh my and God. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I, if there's a, actually the sweater was banging. The Schwartz and Sandy sweater that Raquel gave <laughs> Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live was actually like super cute, even though like I don't want to support the Toms, but like the merch was pretty banging. I think I would wear it. I don't give a shit if I, if it looks like I'm supporting them. I just like the merch. It's, it's cute. The sweatshirt was really cute. Then Sandoval basically like starts to spin his side of the story to the cast. He goes and meets like almost every single one of them individually to apologize and to grovel. And he's like, Ariana refused to let me break up with her. I tried so many times. She even, you know, threatened to kill herself if I broke up with her. Now, here's the thing. That's when things got really dark. What's hard for me to admit, but I, I just have to be real I think I believe Tom Sandoval when he says that. Now, Ariana has denied this claim, I believe. I believe Ariana has said, no, I did not say that when he tried to break up with me in the past. For some reason, my gut instinct is that she may have threatened that when he threatened to break up with her. And if that's true, if it is, I cannot say that it is. If it's true, to me, that is a form of emotional blackmail. And I don't think it's fair. It's not right. It's to make the other person feel guilty. So that would not be okay. Now, that does not mean that Ariana in any way deserved what she got from Tom Sandoval. I am not saying that because she didn't. But if she did threaten self-harm if he broke up with her, if, that's not okay either. There's probably people listening right now that have had that happen in a relationship and know how difficult it is to leave when somebody's threatening suicide, it is a form of abuse. It is absolutely a form of abuse. Emotional blackmail, for sure. It is. It is. And then how do you leave somebody like that? And then the guilt of what if they do that? Do it. Uh, And there's also forms of that that take place with addiction, 
Like I will, if you break up with me, I'm going to start drinking again, or I'm going to go use or so then the person believes that they're going to be the the person responsible for their downfall or their turning is absolutely a horrible situation. And you know, what do you do when you're in a situation like that? It can make what it is very the answer? hard to leave. What is the answer? Yeah. It's like you should still break up with that person because it sounds like the relationship is super it toxic is. at that point. It but I totally understand not wanting to because you're scared that that person might actually follow through with these threats. And again, I want to say, I cannot prove that Ariana did say that. She has denied that claim. So let's just say that. But I am just saying that I feel like there could be truth to that, even though Tom has lied, right? In the biggest way, he cheated. But something is telling me that he may be telling the truth about that, but I don't know for sure. But if somebody's listening right now and this is happening to them, I would tell them to talk to a therapist, talk to a friend and, and get help because you shouldn't feel trapped that you have to stay in a relationship because that's a form of uh, manipulation Mm -hmm. and you need help to get out of that relationship. Safely. Yes. For both parties, Mm -hmm. for both parties. And I have the deepest, deepest empathy for anybody who has considered self-harm and, and I, Ariana has been very vocal about her mental health struggles. And I commend her for that because that is very brave. And it is no secret that she's herself has struggled with depression. And I, I would never want to throw that in somebody's face. That is not what I'm doing here. And that's not. Oh, even no, really the, no. I, I, ju- I empathize. And I also commend her for discussing those things openly on this show. That is not easy to do. It made her very relatable and very authentic to me. But at the same time, because I always say two things could be true at the same time, I still do believe if I were to guess that maybe she did say that or threaten that when Tom tried to break up with her, but I don't know for sure. And at the same time, three things can be true at the same time. It does not give Tom the right to be a dick and cheat on her and be absolutely that's, not. That's yeah. no excuse. So yeah. we're I'm not these are not excuses for Tom Sandoval, okay? The worm with a mustache. <laughs> Which is what James Kennedy called him at the reunion, apparently. Which, you know, after this cheating controversy, it's everybody, a lot of people have had, there's been a lot of financial gain on people who aren't involved in it. Like Lala's selling merch now, send it to Daryl, sweatshirts that came out of this controversy. But there's also been some financial repercussions for people involved, like Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. People, I guess, are leaving bad reviews. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, like people are still going to the restaurant, but then some people say they're not. And then Raquel, who knows if she's going to be invited to come back on the show or or if she is going to come back. And I'm sure she's getting paid for this. So this has been a real um, financial issue for some people involved in this. Now, essentially, Rachel Raquel has gone into hiding. Uh, The rumor has it that she's currently at a mental health facility, although some people have said, no, she's just at like some bougie Malibu place that's not really about mental health. I don't know what the truth is, but she's kind of in hiding. And VPR season 10 reunion airs on May 24th, which is tomorrow. Cannot wait. It's a three-parter. I've heard that it's very explosive. I've seen, you know, scenes from it where like James Kennedy's trying to come after Tom Sandoval in a physical way. And so like, yeah, just buckle your seatbelt. I've also heard that Rachel Raquel was emotionless which she does seem to be void of empathy in this whole thing. Very flat affect after she's done this horrible thing to her very good friend. So I'm just 
think that's very bizarre. Okay, did you find the scene this last episode where her and Tom are in her apartment and then they're sitting on the couch and she goes to Tom. I know what you're going to say. You know, I I just, you know, what did she say exactly? I don't know if I should like put my whole life on the line for somebody. Like, are you going to, you cheated on your girlfriend. If What if you're going to do the same That's- thing to me? Bitch, <laughs> you're a cheater. Like he, he could say the same thing to you, Raquel. I don't know. And his answer was like, I wouldn't have done it. You know, if it There's was something if I was here. Like, yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> but I mean, yeah. They're just both barf, right? So the rumor has it now that Tom and Rachel Raquel have split up. Shocker. So I don't I don't think they're still together as of the current date. Rumor also has it that Ariana is dating a guy named Daniel Way, who's a fitness trainer. Maybe he majored in kinesiology. Maybe not. She met him at a Mexico wedding. So she is just living her best life. And, you know, my final thoughts on this whole thing is like almost everyone has cheated on this show and also like with each other's partners. There's been a lot of that that's gone on. I mean, but this scandal is on another level because Rachel, Raquel, and Ariana were so close. So that just kind of like brings it up a few notches. And, you know, I don't think that Tom and Ariana's relationship was like great toward the end. I do think Tom's telling the truth about that. But again, it doesn't give him a reason. Just break up with her. And his argument is, I tried. She wouldn't let me. She threatened, you know, self-harm. You know, Ariana has admitted since then that she was looking through Tom's text messages leading up to this. So there were some red flags. But again, that doesn't mean the blame is on her. Like the blame is all on Tom Sandoval. He had a choice to exit the relationship in a respectful manner. He chose not to for whatever reason. And Tom is somebody who needs a lot of attention. Rachel Raquel would give him that. And at the same time, though, as much as I like Ariana, I think that she's one of the most reasonable and authentic and good human beings on the show. I do believe that. If I was to be friends with any of them in real life, I would be friends with Ariana. I think she's the most real, good person. At the same time, I don't fangirl over her just because this happened to her. And I'm not saying that to sound cold. It's just like the bar for me to like fangirl over somebody is like a little higher. Like if she would have like saved a kid from a drowning pool or like, you know, you know, been like this big advocate for like social justice or just like those, then I'm like, okay, I'm fangirling. But just simply because you were cheated on in a very horrific way, which no doubt is emotionally like traumatic. I'm not like fangirling over Ariana over this. I'm just not. It just takes more for me to be like, oh, my God, she's a queen. You know, she's a hero. I'm not going that far. But let her bask in the glory. She's getting a lot of opportunities out of this. She looks better than ever. She's always looked great, but she looks better than ever. Mm-hmm. And she's so much better without douchey Tom Sandoval. Well, I think everybody can agree We all know that. the ending to this story, which is the title of this episode, Pageant Girl Finishes Last. Like, <laughs> honestly, this is not going to last. This relationship between Tom and and uh, Raquel is it's set up to fail. It really yeah. is set up to fail. And as someone who's gone through a horrible breakup before you get stronger and you build a new life and then you look back and you think to yourself like this this horrible situation honestly was the best thing that could have happened to me 
I'm sure Ariana's feeling that right now. I did want to ask some thought-provoking questions of like you and our lie detectors. So Rachel Raquel is bizarre and void of emotion, right? She did this horrible thing. But does she deserve to be piled on and constantly bullied online? Like at some point... Okay. I agree no. with you. Like at some point, I think, you know, everybody is kicking them while they're down. Fine. But they're, that's fine until there's major consequences, which somebody can die. Absolutely. Like, and that's where my mind goes. Is I'm that- terrified, honestly. Like, what do you want, blood? Do you want yeah. someone to commit suicide over the the world hating you? And pile- so like, what's the end? As, as for us as an audience, what's the end for Raquel and Tom? Okay, they're douchebags. They did something horrible. But well, let's move on. Yeah, let's, their punishment is living with themselves. It is living with <laughs> themselves. Know? They've gotten so much hate to last them a lifetime inside their own heads, you know, online. And my next question is, does Ariana have a duty with her platform to sort of like call off the dogs for Raquel? Do Ooh. you think that... She has a duty or should she make a statement like, all right, enough is enough? Yeah, because in some way, everybody's doing that as as a tribute to support her. Like these these hateful comments are in a in a weird way supporting Ariana, right? Are they like trying to rally for her? But yeah, so it is like call off the monkeys, like yeah. you yeah. know, like enough no, is but enough. she kind of she kind of did with Andy Cohen. Watch what happens live. She didn't kick her while she's down. She didn't say anything negative, but she didn't say anything like, "Hey, you know what? I'm doing great. We don't need to give them any more attention. I'm living my best." Like at some point, she probably will do that. But yeah. I would otherwise say it's not her responsibility but because this has gotten to i I don't know a witch hunt like Mm. i'm afraid someone's gonna die over this i it gives me a little bit of anxiety too it does and it's it's not that i'm condoning what rachel raquel did it was awful and she deserves some level of like you know public outrage and all these things but like at some point it's got to stop and i do think it would be a good thing for ariana at some point and i get it she she's angry she should be she hates her all these things she totally deserves to feel that way i'm just wondering at some point if she will just be like hey let's like chill out i've moved on you can move on but i know we need to wrap things up this was a really interesting case or story you know to talk about i'm really interested to hear what the lie detectors have to say so lie detectors we want to hear your hot takes on this scandal what are your thoughts on rachel raquel and scandal like does she deserve the online hate and bullying do you think it should stop at some point do you think ariana should take accountability for how she treated Kristen when she came onto the cast you know back in the day do you think that ariana has a duty to call off the dogs for raquel and tell people to kind of stop hating her online i mean or are you just simply like team ariana Stan and think she deserves to do whatever the F she wants because she's sort of the victim in this case. Let us know your thoughts. Hey, lie detectors, leave a five-star rating and drop your favorite lipstick in the review section because we lie detectors don't gatekeep. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Lipstick and Lies if you want to see behind the scenes and clips of us recording each episode. 
and be a part of the lie detector community. Executive producers of Lipstick and Lies are Melissa Moore, myself, Jamie Rice, and Sim Sarna. The podcast is co-produced by Cloud10 Media. Subscribe to Lipstick and Lies so you don't miss an episode. We all know that crime is usually a good old boys club, but sometimes the truth lies behind lipstick. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.